0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? I hope everybody had a wonderful Father's Day. It did happen this past weekend, which is partially the reason why this podcast is coming out right now. Also, on top of all of that, I actually celebrated my birthday this past weekend. So to those of you who were in this particular Instagram Live and wished me happy birthday, thank you so much. Uh, and to anybody that might, moving forward, uh, just a belated happy birthday, thank you again. I don't know where I might see that, but still, I re- really appreciate the thought. On this episode, though, I have Nick Gray of Fandroid on, and the reason why is because he is the first person I think of whenever any news about HTC comes out. And the reason why HTC is back in the news is because they finally put out a new phone, and it's out in Taiwan only. So that's one of the only bombers about this particular device is the fact that most of us are not going to be able to enjoy it. We do have a couple of other topics that come up a little bit later in the show, but I'll go ahead and let you just listen and have some fun with this discussion between myself and Nick Gray, Editor-in-Chief of Fandroid. Thank you so much for listening, and remember to follow now on Instagram so you can see the recordings of the podcast on IG Live every single week. All right, let's go ahead and get into this great discussion in this episode. Sweet. Okay, every, look at the disparity here. Clearly, there's somebody in Nick's house that can cut his hair <laughs> like i look at this like i'm I, i'm i'm embracing this right now <laughs> and with my uncle glasses like it, it even looks even more so
1: <laughs> you just look like a filipino that's it
0: <laughs> pretty much
1: no i I convinced my wife that she needed to cut my hair, and this is actually the second haircut she's given me on lockdown. Mm-hmm. It I is. remember the last she one; she left it longer, longer on top, shorter on the sides. But you know,
0: that's going for that wave. Exactly, that's literally the haircut that I would get. Um, except you have wavy hair; I have literally, I have like the straightest hair of all time. Like, <laughs> um, I've been often told by friends who are in like the the stylist what's the term for it like the not the hair business but like <laughs> people who are stylists they're like you have very fine straight thin hair but you have a lot of it so it's like a very interesting mm-hmm. cut for me in any case nick uh, how have you we have nick obviously on the show uh, i've been sort of like ramping up with our audience while you were figuring out which phone to use uh but just wanted to see how you've been. It's been a little while since we've had you on the show. How's uh how's quarantine been treating you?
1: You know, the same as everybody. T- trying to survive life, trying not to go insane, but uh, as I've said before the last couple times I was on, it's pretty much business as usual for me, not, mm. you know, being able to work from home. So um it is getting hot and muggy, which makes it a little bit harder to be in my office, which is in the attic of the house. But you know,
0: other than that, things are going good. Yeah. You have a new companion, though. You've been showing me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we did get a little kitten a couple of days ago, which has uh, been interesting because we do have a dog. And our dog likes to chase squirrels and chipmunks around. And she thinks the kitten is a chipmunk. So, uh, we've been keeping them separated and it'll probably be, I don't know, at the rate things are going, it looks like it's going to be a week before they'll actually play nice with each other.
0: Oh, is that right? Um, I probably the content I watch the most, especially on Instagram is like cat and dog stuff. Do you ever follow, do you follow the Dodo? Like I, I watch every Dodo video.
1: I do not, know. I mean, you you can go get into a rabbit hole really quickly with that content, and so I try to stay away from
0: it as much as possible. Yeah, for sure. Um, Let's see. Oh, you know what? You've never told me the name of the new kidder.
1: Uh, Well, we decided on Samantha. Okay. And the reason for that, anyone who watches Disney movies, and if you watch the new Frozen 2... There's a part of the movie where Olaf is lost and he's singing a song and he's he thinks somebody's somewhere following him and he thinks it's a person named Samantha and it's just funny and it's more of Samantha and he's like looking around places and there's no such person as Samantha. So that's that's the name of the kitty.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, can you do Sam for sure? So it's, it's
1: Yeah, Sam or Sammy. Uh, so it's so whenever we're gonna go to the vet, we're gonna put Samantha with a question mark at the end.
0: <laughs> nice
1: be- be- because that's how that's how it is in the movie Samantha
0: and that's it that's her full and everyone name.
1: O- <laughs> that's her full name, question mark. <laughs> Yeah, we have, we have, for those who don't know, I just don't watch Disney movies on my own. I do have two daughters who are fully into that. So that's that's why. But well,
0: it's funny. Like, I'm not the crazy one
1: watching Frozen 2 on my own.
0: <laughs> I haven't seen it myself, but it's so funny. Like right now, especially I wonder how many people out there have gotten on their Disney pluses and have watched like every Disney movie in order. I, I've heard people are doing this. Like you have to start with Snow White because that's the very first Disney movie. Mm-hmm. And then you go one by one from there.
1: Uh, we haven't, but, um, <laughs> I mean, we're using our Disney Plus account to start watching through the Avengers movies in order. Oh, yeah. Uh, because our girls uh, haven't, this is their first introduction to Marvel or superhero movies. Uh, we watched the, the Spider-Man one on Netflix a couple months ago, which was great, the, the new animated version. Oh, yeah, that was great. Uh, but... But they were like, so we just watched the first, the first Avengers movie. Uh, we're finally up to that point. And they're like, where's Spider-Man? Why is Spider-Man not here yet? And I'm like, because in this universe, he's not a superhero yet. So we got to
0: get to him. <laughs> no, even better would be like, because. That to
1: 11 and 8-year-olds.
0: No, even better, you'd be like, oh, no, because um, Sony had the license for <laughs> Spider-Man.
1: For <laughs> yeah. So Sony licensed it. And then they're loaning <laughs> Spider-Man to Marvel. And yeah, yeah, I don't want to get into that, <laughs> but then we had we had to skip the Hulk because they they don't have the license for the Hulk on Disney plus and
0: there' are so. too many of them like I don't even remember which one is Canon um so, like I'm trying to well I don't the,
1: think there's the one that's Canon is the the latest one the the latest standalone one which was the reboot which, brings the same
0: character into the marvel universe was that but... Ed, was that edward norton i feel like this is a conversation that thunder I... e would totally kill by the way he would know all of these yeah
1: things. Where, where's thunder e at this point we need him
0: <laughs> but yeah. then we
1: start getting into dc versus
0: marvel and yeah, it's a whole other conversation <laughs> yeah for sure um all right cool well um speaking of uh you know it's funny you mentioned spider-man because the most recent spider-man had had I just want to give a quick plug because I just need to—I need to just sort of talk about how over on JV, um, over over on my channel, I talked about smart glasses this morning, and part of the reason why is because I had a sponsor, and it's a it's a glasses company, so I have these Uncle Glasses right now, along with like three other pairs. I gotta say, I love these a little bit. But if anybody in the chat has any questions uh, in regards to any of our topics that are coming up, even about smart glasses, I just want to put that out there because I personally am really enjoying. Uh, hearing about new smart glasses coming, Huawei, Apple Glass got leaked, and then uh, Focals by North version 2. Like, I'm really into it. But unfortunately, like, it looks like certain brands are kind of moving away from it. Bose with the Bose frames, they actually stopped the development of what's supposed to be in the frames, which is audio AR. You're supposed to get like spatial awareness AR uh, in the Bose frames. Mm-hmm. That's a bummer. Like I really wanted to see smart glasses continue to evolve, and Bose is sort of like dialing it back a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think Google had the right approach right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. The, the implementation wasn't hundred percent there, but exactly. I, I I think the right approach is dampened by the technology is not a hundred percent there yet, and also people are still wary of. Do you have a camera on your glasses? Are you watching me all the time? And so there's that social aspect of it where it's not socially acceptable yet. I mean, 10, 15 years from now, it could be a completely different conversation. But anyone who's getting into it now, I mean, even Snap with their pictures or not their pictures, with their glasses, Mm -hmm. it's, it's one of those things where you stand out like a sore thumb. People know what they are. And then they're not comfortable around you. And until that feeling changes, I I don't think it's going to be, you know, socially acceptable. But Bose had a different approach to it. It was more about the audio experience than anything else. Um, But I guess, you know, it simply wasn't viable to them as a commercial product where they're actually making money off of it.
0: Well, not the AR, definitely not the AR. But just by having something fun, because like in the video I mentioned, it's I'm the weirdo that is like oh these are sunglasses these are meant for when you are on the beach and you want like a soundtrack to your beach run or something like that you know that's great but i'm the weirdo that popped out those shades and put in clear lenses because i want that functionality Mm -hmm. all the time
1: (laughs) all the time Yeah. yeah
0: Uh, but the thing is, having audio all the time is actually a really good idea because there are certain situations where, like, if a call comes in, like, technically, oh, you know what? I should have used the Bose frames for this call because there is a mic and I could have done the video call with it. Um, I didn't really think about that. But that's a situation for next it. Like, week. Yeah, we could do it next. I could do it next week. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing, too, is you, if you hold the button for a little bit, you get Google Assistant or Alexa, and you can you can literally mm-hmm. do some of those things without having to pop in an earbud or having to pull out your phone or anything like that. That's what I want. Like, you know, having a watch that has notifications and a mic on it, that's fine and all, but it still feels unnatural to go like this. Meanwhile, glasses are, well, are you already should. there. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, with the, with the the watches, you shouldn't have to hold it up to your hand, to your mouth in order to do it. I mean, the microphones have gotten a lot better with all the far-field microphones that they're using now with the home speakers. I'm sure they can get the technology where you don't even have to raise your hand. I think it's funny when I still see people... You know, they're talking They're talking on their phone and they're doing like a conference or speakerphone and they hold and it up to, hold to their, their mouth legs, like yeah. this. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's a speakerphone. It has a special microphone. You can hold it five feet away. But, the, you know, people still have this notion of I have to have my mouth close to the microphone yeah. where the technology actually at this point has gotten to a place where you don't have to as long as you're using the right technology for it. Uh, I don't know. I like if... Even with Google's new Pixel Buds that came out, you know, with with that and the microphones that they're using inside of there, you've used those. Um, Are they a lot better than
0: what you were expecting for voice recognition and things like that? Uh, they seem to be quite good. Um, I, I, the thing is the technology that's supposed to be able to isolate your voice from everything else, it's still being developed. Like Google is still Mm -hmm. going to have like feature drops where that enhances that feature. So I can't say that it's amazing right now. I think it'll be amazing later, but it's pretty good right now. So the call quality is nice. The voice is good. Um, I'm not using them right now. I'm actually using a pair of Sennheiser's and these are supposed to be the audio from the call is amazing right now because these these just have great audio quality i don't know about the mic you could tell me that but yeah um no i think the mic the mic's not great really okay
1: you sound like how how's how's my audio because i'm using the new huawei the ones i just showed you the huawei FreeBuds. someone was just about to ask I yeah. just showed up today
0: yeah the, um, um, uh, one how's of our my audio one of our viewers was actually asking that these are the free buds. These are the new free buds, by the way, with ANC, right? Yeah,
1: with ANC. It's the 3Buds 3i. Uh, so they're, they have the ANC like the FreeBuds 3, but these are only $129 instead of the $199 price of the regular free buds 3. You
0: sound great, honestly. And I don't know if that has, that probably has a little bit to do with both how good these earbuds are for audio. But also the mics on mm-hmm. yours because they're literally sticking down. So that might add to it.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's the thing like, I, they are like most other products these days, they are a ripoff of the AirPods design with <laughs> a little, with a little stem that yep. comes down. And honestly, like, while I hate the look of it, I, I was actually using my regular Freebuds 3 two days ago. I went for a run and I compared those to my, Jaybirds, which I have right here, which are meant for running. Yep. And they have this little fin. They have this little fin that's supposed to keep them in your ears. But my free, the FreeBuds 3 actually didn't move at all while I was running, and it has to do with the balance that you get with that stem, because the 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 weight of it isn't specifically all in your ear. It transfers the weight down the stem, which creates an equilibrium, just like you would with a steady cam for a camera, mm. or you, you use a little tripod on your camera with the weight further down, it distributes the weight so that it's not shaking up here it's shaking further down here which shakes less and i was actually surprised that was the first time i took the FreeBuds 3 for a run uh because i usually use you know sports specific ones with the fins that are supposed to hold them in tighter but i was honestly shocked at how well they fit and didn't move at all during the run and it, it honestly it has to do with that stem distributing the weight a little bit more and also as you mentioned the microphone is a little bit closer to your mouth
0: yeah totally for calls Well, it's good that you told me about the mic quality on these because I'm still trying to review these. Um, But yeah, um, just want to do like a little check in. It's been a while since we've seen Nick. Uh, We do want to get into our main uh, topics for this show. And I have it pinned in the comments here on the Instagram live. We're going to start off with that first one. I have it open on pocketnow.com right now. This is exciting to me, but it's also a huge bummer (laughs) because... We are finally hearing from HTC again, and they have come out with a phone called the U20. You got the U20 5G. You got the U. Uh, there's also the HTC Desire 20 Pro. That's the other phone. And mm-hmm. uh, first of all, just reacting to the phones themselves, the U20 5G has 6.8 inch full HD Plus display, powered by, and this is my favorite part, the Snapdragon 765G. Finally, seeing a G processor um meanwhile the desire 20 pro is powered by the snapdragon six sixty six sixty five. I let mean, you know it's not that great but then again the desires were never meant to be like high-end flagships now mm-hmm. we have that detail and we'll go through some of the other specs as well but here's the big bummer htc putting out this freaking phone only in taiwan <laughs> only at home <laughs> this bums me out uh, so much. <laughs> and you know what it, it with does. your with your life as a former, well, not former, I wouldn't say former, but you, you're you Mr. HTC. Like, <laughs> that's the reason I wanted to have you on. So,
1: yeah, I mean, the whole reason I got into all of this was because I started a blog called HTC Source way back before Apple invented the iPhone or the smartphone. So, um, you no, know, I've, I've been a huge fan of HTC products for years. There's, I mean, if we look at the ecosystem of smartphones Everybody owes so much to HTC for the innovation that they did way back in the day. Yeah, But they've honestly jumbled things up so badly the last couple of years. And, you know, last year there was, what, one or two Desire phones, and then they released one of their Exodus phones, uh, you know, with the Bitcoin or integration and stuff like that. But they haven't been at the forefront of, you know, Releasing a flagship device, and I can't say that this phone the u twenty five g is a flagship device because it's not i mean it doesn't have that high end chipset, but the seven sixty five g is supposed to be the go to chip for a you know a high end mid range smartphone yes. and Honestly, I'm glad that that's the chip that they chose. I was expecting them to use something slightly inferior. But then again, this goes back to its price point, which when converted to US dollars is roughly 640 US dollars, which isn't super expensive. Like we've seen the flagship devices, but it's not necessarily cheap either because there is, you know, the phone I'm using right now uh is running a snapdragon eight sixty five and has eight gigabytes of ram and has a hundred and forty four hertz refresh rate and it is a six hundred and eighty dollar phone so like where where do you draw the compromises you know do you go with you know a brand that you know has all this legacy and has a good you know has a history of good products but hasn't delivered anything recently or do you go with Nubia, who doesn't have a proven track record in the Western markets. I mean, they've been doing phones in China for years, and they have some really great devices. But you know, where where do you throw your money at? But at, as you mentioned, only available in Taiwan, which is ridiculous because Taiwan's a
0: tiny, <laughs> tiny market. If you're just going to focus on Taiwan, you're not going to come back at all. <laughs> like it's just. It's like, we're good at home. It's the whole thing that I usually think of when it comes to LG. Like, some people think that LG is always on their way out. But I keep saying, you know what, though? South Korea and uh, neighboring countries, when you put them all together, that's still a pretty big Big market. market. Yeah. And people still like LG out there. Um, And it's not just the phones, either. Like, I remember when I went to South Korea a couple of years ago, um, you would expect Samsung to be everywhere. And in a way, they are, obviously. But every but it's a 50 50 split there exactly there's every tv in the hotel every tv in the airport like every appliance inside of our hotel room lg 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 like there's still so much market penetration by lg in so many other places that they can still create they can still make phones but even if the phone doesn't sell a lot that's no reason for you to think that lg's on their way out meanwhile htc mm-hmm. they like you said they fumbled the last two years so that's well They, uh,
1: i mean honestly they fumbled the last five years fair yeah that's fair. I mean the last years the the last two years have been like is this the final nail in the coffin but I mean the last five years have been you know what the heck have you been doing honestly it's when they started HTC Vive mm-hmm. that they kind of said oh you know VR is the future you know that's the next smartphone and honestly we've seen how good that's gone for them and everybody else who's been focusing on VR well it's
0: funny like um I I, I would agree with it if HTC had more than just that vertical because yeah the Vive kind of blew the doors open when it comes to VR We we I I made this point last episode when we talked about the PS5 um I firmly believe that the reason why the PS5 is that big and it's also, like, that kind of future-proof product is because it's getting ready for the next wave. And the next wave in two years is going to be VR. Like, there's going to be a ton of VR games. So HTC, again, was ahead of their time, and hopefully they're going to be able to keep it up. So via VR, they'll be able to stick around. But going back to the phone, like, I like that the 765G is the processor that's in here, but this is yet another example of how... What we thought the 765 would mean when it was announced last year, it's I had the wrong idea. I thought that I thought the 765 was going to bring good performance to a $500 price point. When in reality, all of the companies are like, no, this is more upper middle. And mm-hmm. like six, $700 kind of bums me out because, I mean, that's what the LG Velvet apparently is going to bring. We don't have a price on the yeah, Velvet. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, we don't have a price in the US for the Velvet yet, but it's around that.
1: Well, no. The velvet is actually more expensive. In Korea, the velvet is more expensive than the V sixty is. It were really. Yeah, in South Korea, the velvet launched for like if you do the conversion, it launched for like ten dollars more than the V sixty did.
0: Whoa. Okay, let me see here. I just Which... I just found the Korean price, uh, to USD. Seven forty two. Seven forty. $740, yeah. So seven thirty nine. Basically, that's. Okay, that's even more than I thought. Like it should be sub 7. <laughs> like it's got to be yeah. sub 7.
1: It sh- it should be. Yeah, and so when when the Velvet was announced, that was my first reaction was, "Oh my gosh, they've because the V60 was so for its specs, was so affordable, especially yeah. here in the US when compared to other flagship devices, and I was expecting the Velvet to come in and be 650 maybe 600 hundred dollar phone but then when you do the conversion you're like wait a second this price doesn't match up but mm-hmm. i think so so here's the thing everyone has been pushing the specs for mid-range phones higher and higher this phone here the u20 it has eight gigabytes of ram yeah. that's not a mid-range phone i mean eight gigabytes of ram is flagship tier you know, you you look at every device besides the Galaxy S20 devices that are standard with 12 gigabytes of RAM. Every other flagship device is eight gigabytes of RAM, and yeah. that that's more RAM than the Pixel 4 has. I mean, the Pixel 4 only has six gigabytes of RAM.
0: Yeah, that's true. So it
1: and so when you start making those comparisons, and it also has five thousand two fifty six gig
0: two fifty six and a five thousand milliamp hour battery.
1: Yeah. And so, yes, while there are mid-range phones with 5,000 milliamp hour batteries and some, if you pay the upgraded tier, you can get 256. This is the standard, you know, 640 bucks, Snapdragon 765G. Nope, oh, going to have to wait for Nick to come back.
0: But yeah, that's the 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 level of the specs uh do definitely point to it being more of a flagship. Um So, yeah, I totally agree with that. And this 5,000 milliamp hour, oh, okay, there you go. <laughs> I think it's slowly getting better. Yeah, you went down to like 144p on the feed. <laughs> I got gigabit internet here at home, man. This shouldn't be happening. <laughs> no, it was just a lapse. Uh, but it looks like you're coming back. It's good. So I was just letting the I was just letting the audience know, like, yes, these are the specs that you would normally see in a high-end flagship. So that's that that makes sense. Yes, but here's the thing, like, I feel like this would be the time for a company like HTC to come back because. <clears throat> this is a point i've been making in previous uh, in recent pocket now videos is like there seems to be a template there's like a template in smartphones now that everyone can follow you can get the same components mm-hmm. and put together a phone and call it your flagship but it has the same tropes as a lot of other phones punch hole display you also have um the cameras this is where i this is where i get a little bit weird Okay, the main camera is a 48 megapixel shooter, probably okay, but the other two, the other three cameras, like dip, like significantly in terms of their spec, yeah. and that always bums me out because it shows that they're just throwing things into the phone. Like mm-hmm. the main sensor is probably okay, the front-facing camera is probably great, and HTC has often been like a champion of the front-facing camera, uh, 32 megapixels for the front. But yeah, like, ugh, it 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 just sucks, you know that um sorry go ahead
1: no i was i i'm just listening to you rant because i'm feeling the same exact feelings i mean they they kind of uh, and i i've said this about a lot of phones as well like i I reviewed the tcl 10 pro recently and that has a quad camera setup on the back and you know it's a six hundred dollar ish phone and three of the four cameras on the back are completely useless. And because of the quality is just so bad at that point. I mean, ev- everyone was complaining about the pixel four because it only had two cameras on the back and they didn't give you that ultra wide camera. But the one thing that I appreciated from the pixel four was they didn't just slap in any old crappy camera and say, Hey, we have a quad camera setup." That's what everybody else is doing. Yes. The cameras on the pixel four are, there's only two but they're actually both really good. There's no bad cameras on that device whereas the TCL 10 Pro you're thinking hey these could be good because this is a fairly it's not cheap, it's not too expensive. It's a decently priced phone and then any even the main camera though like it the quality of the sensor simply isn't there as is the quality of the the lenses either. They're simply not delivering what you would expect for that price point and simply mm-hmm. adding a, a two-megapixel macro camera. When was the last time you took a macro photo? <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And like the the Red Magic 5G it has a macro camera as well. It doesn't have autofocus, yep. so you have to move the camera in and out in order to focus, and that's completely useless. I mean, the I want to just point the. The camera Poco is cheek. the only
0: phone. The Poco F2 Pro is the only phone that has a good macro lens. It's a five-megapixel lens. It's really clear. And you know what? Like I get real close to something, and it, and and I actually like the photo. Like it makes me want to do more close-up photos. Yeah. But that's the only one. Every other phone with a two megapixel macro, like this one, probably mm-hmm. not good. It's just not. And you know, well, what? Like, so- the
1: OnePlus Eight has the macro; it's no good. But the Eight, the Eight Pro, has the ultra wide that does macro mode. Mm-hmm. Takes much better pictures. Like they're like now. Let's not do the sensor itself. Let's just. Get a better lens that can actually focus closer and the results are so much better
0: yeah I And mean, uh, one of our to... one of our audience members actually just said that uh jahel dolchik said the main sensor will often take a better photo than the macro lens and it's like mm-hmm. i have a perfect example i just did my first review my initial review on this the new zte the axon 11. i yeah. literally showed that example where i was the same distance away from the object for both lenses and they both did the exact same thing and i was like what's the point of the macro lens then?
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly no and then so like two megapixel macro two megapixel depth sensor mm-hmm. like who does a dedicated depth sensor anymore these days well, you can still capture that. that same information using the ultra wide i mean there i mean htc pioneered that you know with the 1m8 back True. in the day and i'm like but that one was a two megapixel depth sensor five years ago. Like can't, can't you move on? Ha- haven't you found a better way to do this by now? But, Speaking of
0: which, it's know. a shame that HTC couldn't capitalize on the fact that pixel binning became a thing. Cause they, they did ultra pixel, right? Like, <laughs> and, um, UltraPixel provided really good, granted, like four megapixel photos, but still, like that was pixel binning. And it's just too bad that they weren't able to capitalize on that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, who knows? I mean, so TCL's phone has a dedicated video camera, mm-hmm. the TCL 10 Pro. And it only for video. So it's it's essentially the ultra pixel camera, but only for video. And it works really good, except yep. you can not turn it on manually. It only switches on when it wants to switch on, which is kind of lost to me. I'm like, you you don't know when it's going to turn on until it says, hey, I've turned this feature on for you.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I'm trying to think like uh, any other parts about I, I didn't really want to talk about the desire too much because. The desire line is always, it's meant to be very mid-range. So, like, that, that just strikes me as mm-hmm. I know what to expect from it. But any other thoughts on the U20 uh, 5G? Like, God, I really do wish this phone was in the U.S. Despite the cameras bumming me out, everything else about this phone sounds exactly what you would want HTC to put. Well, I mean,
1: so take out take out the the cameras that HTC is using. This is essentially what the Pixel 5 is going to be, based off of the rumors.
0: Oh, okay
1: you know and so would you buy a pixel 5 with these specs and you know a pixel camera instead of whatever htc is doing for 640 bucks yeah i think i would (laughs) i I think that would be a good device i i think you slap a different name on it with a brand that is actually doing well or perceived to be doing better or to have better hardware and better recognition in the market right now, and I think it's actually a decent device. It's just that perception that we have of HTC has been going downhill for the last couple of years that really is putting you know a sour taste in your mouth for this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the market availability is the main thing that's going to kill it. There are rumors that it's going to be coming to Europe, Middle East, and Africa, um, at least. Well, the rumors were for the Desire 20 Pro coming to Europe and not the U20. So who knows? I mean, HTC's home market was always a big market for them because they were, you know, the home hometown team, but it only ever accounted for about 5% of their volume of sales. Mm-hmm. for for so you know that 95 percent was outside of taiwan i mean so it, it's still a decent market for them it's just taiwan is small i mean it's not a it's not a big country
0: yeah definitely it's, not it's a tiny little island <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right cool well that was just some talk about the htc u25g um quick quick response to a comment here tech savvy says faster charging or long-lasting battery it's a five it's a, 5K, uh, 5, 000, it's a five k, five thousand. It's a five thousand milliamp hour battery. The fast charging is either Quick Charge four, which is fine, but then you have uh, eighteen watt PD charging. That's fine and all. Like I'm cool with it. I guess like it's it is what it is. um No wireless charging. I can't believe how much quarantine has made me love wireless charging. Like I have, I have the OnePlus wireless charger right here at mm-hmm. my desk. I literally do everything right here at my desk, and having that there is really nice. So when there's no wireless charging, I used to say it's not that big a deal if it's not there. Now it is.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, honestly, a 5,000 milliamp hour battery is enough to do whatever the heck you want for a day and a half. Mm -hmm. So put it on the charger overnight, and you're good to go. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to have an issue with this, but I'd like to point out it supports Quick Charge 4.0, but it ships with Quick Charge 3.0
0: charger. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> like always. Gotta love how that happens. Um also I love it whenever like it's like, oh USB C and it's like, yeah, but it's two <laughs> like oh no. Uh well and so the the
1: phone I'm using right now, the Red Magic five G, uh it supports fifty five watt power delivery, but it ships with an eighteen watt power delivery charger. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh. So I actually I I plugged it into it's regular charger, it doesn't You plug it in, and the battery meter shows that it's plugged in. But then if you plug it into a 55-watt charger, uh, it has a special animation on the screen that shows fast charging. And then uh, if it's plugged into a 55-watt charger, because this has the internal fan, the internal fan kicks on, and it says cooling charge to keep the phone cooler so that it can actually charge at that 55 watts. Yeah, I love Uh, that. That's a great
0: idea. Well, Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So uh, that that'll do it for our first topic for today. He uh, Nick did just mention a gaming phone. We're gonna get into that in a little bit, but for now, we're gonna go ahead and pop it over to a short break. <laughs> All right, coming back from the break, uh, we were talking about budget phones and the fact that the seven sixty five G from Snap the, the Snapdragon seven sixty five G from Qualcomm is not quite as mid range as we thought it was going to be. I guess sub sub eight hundred means mid range to some people at this point. But we got some real budget news now. Um, I like this. I remember when uh, when I got the the kit for this, I was looking through it and I thought it was really awesome. Uh, the Snapdragon six ninety was announced this week, and it's. The the headline, the marquee headline for this processor is it's going to bring 5G to much cheaper phones. This is what we've been waiting for. 5G used to feel like you look at a phone and immediately it's $400 than you would expect just because the 5G is right there in the name. <laughs> but not the case anymore. Did you follow the uh, Snapdragon 690 at all this week?
1: Yeah, just the regular news with it i mean honestly it's one of those things where we knew it was going to be coming eventually you know the 765 which is supposed to be bring it to mid-range devices is finally here so Mm -hmm. with the announcement of the 690 hey maybe in nine months we'll actually get one of these phones to market
0: (laughs) yeah exactly we'll see what happens with that because with 5g proliferating more in the u.s it'll be good to see it Come into like it has to come to more segments of smartphones. You can't just look at like an S20 plus 5G for $1,300 and that's your mm-hmm. only entry point into 5G. Um, but to that end, this chip also provides a few other things for budget devices. Um, according to this, it says that the 690 will also support 120 hertz displays. Okay, cool. 4K video capture, that's awesome. And it also will enable for high megapixel count cameras, so 48 and above. Um, that's really good. Uh, whether or not you can have those things on a budget device, that's not really, that just doesn't happen in the West, I feel like. That's more of like a China market thing.
1: Well, I mean, smartphones, budget smartphones with 4K capture and high mes- megapixel cameras. Have been a thing for a while, but the high refresh rates definitely not. Yeah, I mean, typically we're looking at you know sixty, you know maybe they're not even pushing sixty hertz refresh rates on, on some of these budget <laughs> tier devices. But I mean, with the six ninety, I mean the six ninety is probably still going to be a four hundred dollar phone ish. I mean, so they're not going to be you know budget budget devices, so it's still not the low end of the market. Uh, you know, comparing $400 to a $1,000 smartphones is definitely a lot cheaper, but it's still not in that sweet spot of, you know, the 300 to $400 range, I, I wouldn't think.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so the, uh, I think, like, the question that I always think of when it comes to a 5G conversation, I know for me, like, on my, well, I'm using it right now, OnePlus 8 Pro, I have my Google Fi card in there. And when I turn off Wi-Fi, there is 5G, but it's not millimeter wave, obviously, for, for me. Uh, and that's only on Verizon here, obviously. I don't really perceive super high speeds on 5G, at least right now. And I don't know what it's like, what your coverage is like where you are.
1: So technically, uh, T-Mobile says they have 5G. When I turn off you know, my Wi-Fi, I'm on 5G on the OnePlus device and a couple other phones that I have. But again, it's one of those they are saying it's 5G, but it's you know it's the sub sub six 5g, which is extremely slow, and they really haven't done anything to boost the bandwidth of it yeah. rather than just you know reducing ping uh, and giving you a more solid connection, which is a good thing. honestly, like if you can make the connection as solid as possible, reduce the ping and make sure that I'm not getting interrupted during phone calls or you know when I'm browsing the web. That's great, but the promise of 5G was we're going to give you great speed. So I'm on 5G, and I get 55 to 60 down and up, which isn't bad, but it's not those 5G numbers. I mean, we were, we were promised gigabit speeds with 4G. <laughs> and we never got those. So yeah. the fact that they're like, yeah, we're going to give you gigabit speeds with 5G, I'm like, no, maybe with six or 7G comes around, we'll finally actually live up to those
0: expectations. <laughs> Especially in places that don't even have like good LTE right now. It's going to take until like three exactly. generations later. Yeah.
1: No, <laughs> well, I mean, so with T Mobile's 5G sub six spectrum, they're essentially supposed to be lighting up the entire country here in the US with that spectrum. Which means people who had much slower internet talking, you know, you, you ha- you're in the middle of nowhere and you have two to three megabits up and down. Now you can get 10 to 12 or even better than that with the same connection, which is a great thing. But I, that doesn't translate to those who already have good speeds who are expecting even better. Especially in dense rural or dense urban areas, where you know we're fighting for bandwidth with a thousand other people on the same cell
0: tower. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very true. Well, I mean, hopefully, we're going to see more five G. Like, the more devices that support five G, the easier it will be for all of us to actually feel that five G is on its way. We've been told you've been to so many different like we have been to so many different like conferences and stuff like that. Five G is here, and we're like, is it? (laughs) is it though is it is it really (laughs) well and so like lenovo
1: just launched their uh a new chromebook that has built in 5g and i'm like great yeah if i light it up i don't get anything like if you if you're in specific markets and if you're in a downtown area in seven different cities you can get the millimeter wave connection and then you can get two two gigabits per second great if you're not in those seven places, good luck. You like you're you're stuck on Wi-Fi just like everybody else. So why would I want to buy a 5G laptop if I can't if I can't even use it? If 99.9% of people aren't going to be able to use it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, cool. Well, um, those were the two real main topics that we had for this show. It's not. I say this every week, but it's obviously not true. Like it's it was a light week in terms of news, but like it just means that there wasn't really like a high profile announcement. Like. It, a lot of the times when it comes, you can just watch any Pocket Now daily. There's always like leaks and speculation and stuff, uh, but we don't have any releases so far. One thing though that we can mention, um, it seems like the Pixel Four A is delayed again. Like, when is this thing gonna come out? For for Jeebus's sake, um, someone in our uh, chat was asking, like, "Why is it delayed again?" It's like, well, we don't know. Like. <laughs> October is projected I, I think I think the latest
1: issue that they're citing is market conditions and we we haven't seen the latest numbers from Samsung and others to see how device sales have actually fared the last couple months. Uh, so that could probably be the biggest factor. You know, people aren't going anywhere. They're not going to the T-Mobile store. They're not going to the Verizon store to buy a new phone. They're just sitting at home. If you don't do anything, you don't have that need to upgrade. If you're not seeing what phones your friends have, there's no, you know, impetus to, oh, I want that as well. So it, I, I, I think that's the main thing, right? Right now, just sales of everything is lower um, as far as things with with regular upgrade cycles, yeah, people are still buying a whole lot of shit these days. But they're not buying, you know, that oh, I've had this phone for eighteen months. I need a new one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm just sitting at home on my couch, browsing the web on my phone, playing, you know, Bejeweled and browsing
0: Facebook. <laughs> bejeweled. Who wow, needs I've, an upgrade for that? I haven't heard the word Bejeweled in a long time. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Cool. Well, um, I don't remember if I had a specific. Um, I don't think I need to do a second ad break for this episode, so we'll just go right into our next segment, and the um, for our audience, uh, thank you for kicking it with us. One of the reasons why we are recording this a little bit earlier in the week, normally this is more like Friday or at least later on a Thursday, well, okay, without getting into too much detail, um, I'm making sure to do this early because my birthday is this week, so that's why... <laughs> i gotta get my work happy done happy birthday thank you um but yeah uh on the day that uh, on the day of my birthday i expect to be pretty much useless because i'm gonna like eat all the things and <laughs> it's just gonna render me useless for the majority of the day um but yeah like we, we we're, we're a little bit early with the show uh so thank you so much for those of you who are in the chat right now if you have any questions for me and nick uh make sure you get them into the chat uh, question I wanted to start this particular like chill segment off with is how much Call of Duty have you been playing recently?
1: <laughs> too much. I mean, honestly, like I, as I mentioned last time, I've been playing way too much of Call of Duty. Uh, the new season just dropped, and mm-hmm. so I just this is actually it the first time I bought, I purchased the Battle Pass or the Season Pass. I spent money on a free game. I never do that. I I'm ashamed of myself.
0: I did that last season. You're uh, but fine. it's nice to get those extra
1: perks. It's nice to get some extra perks, and I I think I I get enough credits to purchase the next one, uh, if if I max out all the tiers. So, uh, it'll it'll pay off in perpetuity.
0: Well, the excuse me the um the desire is real because whenever su- whenever like a new season comes up they show you an animation of like the perks you can get and like the new the Mm -hmm. new gun has a really cool like death animation or something like they just sort of like it's like a poison gun they just you just they just splat i really wanted the last one the cordite which like it would like warp you out of the map like that was the animation for that for that gun and i was just like oh you have to pay so much just to potentially get that gun
1: (laughs) yep because you have to pay so you, you got to pay the ten dollars roughly and then you have to put in like 30 hours to get that
0: <laughs> do you do you feature your gameplay in the fandroid videos and like do people notice your your level and they notice like you're where you are
1: uh, i i do feature it i usually it's just like starting a battle royale uh, map or something like that. Because as you know, trying to record while playing a game is extremely hard. And so, like, actually playing a level, and I, I don't have the greatest stats, but I don't want to sit there like looking through the camera viewfinder and dying 75 times while trying to get like 30 seconds of good
0: gameplay it is just tedious. And you need a- then you mess
1: up your stats too. And never, <laughs> you know
0: my the thing that makes me upset is like i'm trying to work so if i'm in the middle of like i never do battle royale i just i'm not a fan of the the format of battle royale i get it but number one it's long it's stressful and um i prefer like team deathmatch or frontline in particular frontline i really like because you always spawn in the same place but you know where the enemy is gonna be exactly so you can plan out um, but if you're trying to get your gaming footage, like you, you, need, you need an overhead rig, bro. That way you just don't need to worry about. It.
1: <laughs> That's true. I, I, I don't know. Like, I like to get different angles though. So like I, I do like over the shoulder or, you know, I have the camera and I'm pointing down, uh, or else, you know, from the back and it's always, I, I, it always bugs me when I, I get it and I record some good gameplay like I, I kill like five guys in a row and then i go back and watch my video and it was slightly out of focus i'm like Duh. it was it was focusing on my thumb rather than the screen because i had you know my f-stop set so low i'm like yes yeah, stupid <laughs> so by the, the way frustrations of content creators
0: oh yeah for sure and speaking and that's it's good that you said that because actually um I've gotten into this mode recently. This is going to be turned into some creator talk uh, for everybody in the chat. Um, I'm at the point now where because I'm at this desk all the time and I need I need the barrier of entry to content creation to be so low because especially during quarantine, we get lazy. Like us creators, we can get lazy. I, that's just mm-hmm. the truth, right? So if there's even any resistance to the act of creating a video – we could easily just like no, not today. Like I'll just do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Um, which is why or or record your video and then take five days to edit it
1: because you're like, <laughs> oh, I needed one more clip that I needed to shoot. I don't want to set that up right
0: now. I'll that's do it so tomorrow. That's so true. <laughs> that is so true. Um, and that's the reason why here at the desk, like I have my SwitchPod here, and that's where that's the angle I have for for this call right now. But I would put my I would put my A-Roll camera on this. And then, like I just mentioned, I have the this little overhead rig right here that is clamped to the table. This goes nowhere. It is perfectly set up so that I just have to put the new Sony camera on there. And then these are the two, like these are two main facets of my videos after that i have my gh5 and that's the b-roll camera that's the fancy like get the good looking footage camera so i'm trying to like and then the light is clamped to the table also i'm at the point now where i'm just clamping everything to the table (laughs) like it doesn't move it's exactly where i want it to be just hit record and go like i'm trying to get better at that
1: that honestly i need to do a little bit more of that um as you know i've i've used my microphone stand as kind of like a dolly uh for some of the shots that i've done and having that clamped to the table is it's always there you know you the tools are right there my issue is always setting up my lights because there's certain angles of my office where it's like i don't want to shoot this angle it just looks stupid and then if I shoot these other angles, though, I need to readjust all my lights every time, everywhere I moved. Oh. And so I've I've been going I've been going the route because this is the attic. I'm like, maybe I need to install some some sunlights, uh, and have those installed into the roof. And I'm like, well, that's a couple thousand dollars <laughs> to have that work done.
0: So not needed. Like, you know, I, I've been I, talking to a few people. No. Like, um, I think it was. Uh, you know, not, not I'm not calling him out. I'm just saying this is the conversation we had. Uh David Amell, um, he and I were talking about like we're always talking about improving photos and videos. In my case, it's mm-hmm. it's uh making my workflow more efficient, but in his case, he's actually getting more into lighting. So he wants to actually get better at indoor lighting so he can control his footage, and that's a great idea. You're doing mm-hmm. the same thing. He he was going for that that like one spotlight that everyone uses with the huge dome. And I'm just like one it's expensive Two, it takes up so much room like it's a huge Mm. light dome you don't need that like i have i'll even show you right now um i have uh this clamp right here and it's just this one bar light that's it and it's clamped it's clamped to the table that's it um this particular clamp i would i would a hundred percent recommend to anybody looking for an easy lighting solution um leave it to a gaming company like elgato to create the perfect easy to use light solution uh that you use for like live streaming because imagine this if you have good lighting for live streaming you have good lighting for a roll yeah (laughs) so um so I, i do highly recommend it the clamp itself is only like 40 bucks and then if you get your own light or if you get elgato's light elgato's light is sub 100 boom you're good so yeah i'm trying to just make things more and more efficient um I mentioned gaming and i do want to talk for a few more minutes uh we were talking about call of duty mobile and whatnot i started the new season on uh, i'm going to be testing this out today uh the honor 30 pro plus there you go honor 30 pro plus right here um which is basically the p40 pro the huawei p40 pro but it's got the honor branding on it um took me a while to get call of duty on here (laughs) (laughs) because there's no google play i can imagine (laughs) yeah definitely um but you've been then you
1: need to log in with facebook which isn't there either yep um
0: thankfully they just open up a browser for you to be able to do that um but yeah like we've been really messing around with some gaming phones uh nick mentioned that he's using the red magic 5g as the, the the phone for the call right now so i'll just bring mine out and show it off this phone is available globally now, by the way. So if you are looking for a gaming phone complete with triggers and all that stuff, this is a fantastic choice. Um, I still need to do my videos on it, but in your case, uh, did you did you get to do your videos on it yet?
1: I I hit the publish button this morning. So if oh, you good. want to see my review of the Red Magic 5G, you can head over to youtube.com slash Fandroid and check that out. It's uh, Honestly, I... I love this phone. It is a, it's a unique device made for a niche case Mm -hmm. and it does exactly what you'd expect it to do. It has bad cameras. Software is good as long as you're not digging in too deep and the experience is completely tailored around gaming and I love every single aspect of that. Yeah. I mean, I, I was expecting, because I've used other Nubia devices before. There are other Red Magic devices last year, and some of them were hit or miss. I mean, like the the experience and the design of the phones uh, kind of made it a little bit harder than what it should have been uh, for gaming and, you know, just overall um, ergonomics of the devices. But this one here is great and fantastic. It's much better better than the metal builds that they had last year
0: oh yeah for sure um i love the look but i do wish that you got the black and red one too right
1: yeah i got the same one as you you didn't get the the red and orange one that they had
0: that would have been so cool (laughs) i know oh speaking of which this this colorway is the one that's available globally so if you're looking for that special edition color not available um (laughs) but the as far as gaming phones are concerned like I know that the ROG Phone 3 is basically on its way, like it's so close now. And I'm really I'm really looking forward to that phone. I don't know if I'll be able to review it. We'll see. But if it's anything like the Red Magic or even the Black Shark 3 Pro, man, gaming phones are a great segment that like, I get it that mobile gaming is not necessarily everyone's cup of tea, but if you're into it, these are fantastic. I love these phones too. Mm-hmm. The Red Magic five G strikes me as the phone where they're like, why not? Why not put triggers? Just why? Why not put a fan? (laughs) Exactly. I mean, there's no reason not to. I mean,
1: when was the last time? How many? How many smartphones have a fan built in?
0: This I would say maybe five. Yeah, this and the the previous version. Exactly.
1: (laughs) And you know, maybe someone else made a one-off something that we were not aware of, but uh, it. I don't know. It feels satisfying when the fan kicks into high gear. You're like, yeah, my my games are killing it right now. Because the, <laughs> the fan the fan will turn on at a low setting, and it you'll barely hear this little whining sound from the fan. Uh, if you put your hand over the vent or your finger over the vent, you'll hear, feel the air come out. But the, you know, once you're playing Call of Duty Mobile or Fortnite, it will put it into high gear immediately. It seems like, and you just feel. Like it, it's when your gaming PC turns on the fans in the high gear. You're like, mm-hmm. yeah, now I'm really getting into it. Yeah. Um. But honestly, it it does an amazing job at keeping the phone cool. Uh, before I was, before I started reviewing the Red Magic 5G, I was still on the One Plus Eight, and this phone does a great job at gaming. I mean, this can play pretty much anything that the Red Magic 5G can do. But the top edge of this phone, when you're holding it in, uh. landscape orientation it gets burning hot after you play call of duty mobile for 15 20 minutes it's just like steaming hot that never happened with the red magic 5g because the fan kicks into gear and it just keeps it so much cooler and uh, you definitely notice once you're once you move to that phone from another high-end device that's still running a snapdragon 865 you can notice how much cooler that fan actually keeps the cpu
0: Ah, i see yeah like it's it's great like i, I do enjoy it i do like the Black blackstruck 3 pros tactile buttons a little bit more their their triggers i
1: was i was gonna say that that's got to be a little bit more satisfying to actually push a button
0: a little bit especially that uh mechanical whir that you hear when they come out it's like like it's like a transformer mm-hmm. it's a freaking transformer that phone is um but yeah no it's it's great stuff all right, cool. Well, uh, we've pretty much put in about an hour on this show. Uh, Nick, I want to thank you again for being on. Uh, thank you for your HTC insights, as that was our main story for today.
1: My pleasure. Yeah. It's always um, fun to talk about HTC because they don't really get that chance
0: anymore these days. <laughs> That's very true. Um, and when I saw that story come out, you were like the first person that I thought about. Um, also, real quick, just to just one question from Tech Savvy. What do you guys expect from the Nokia 9.3 peer review? Um, there's really not a whole lot that we can say about it. Um, I know that I don't know much about it either. I know that the previous peer review, which I did uh, like kind of a review on with all of those cameras on the back that were triggering people's tryptophobia, um, it's mm-hmm. a, uh, what a great idea that honestly is just a little bit too ahead of its time. Um, we need... I th- maybe current processing power and current like chipsets will be able to handle the processing needed for all of those cameras to work in tandem but yeah like it it was just the experience was broken when you take a really good photo like you get the framing just right and you hit go and it takes forever to for the photo to finally render you're just waiting for that little preview in the bottom yeah. right corner to just finally appear and it takes forever um that was the biggest bummer. And I hope I hope that with the new peer review that's not the case.
1: Yeah, I think I think Nokia had the concept right. It's just the implementation of the concept wasn't a hundred percent and that really detracted from the experience. Because I mean, you can have the best idea ever, but if you don't actually give it to people in the right format, it just makes it a worse product than it would have been if you didn't include that in the first place.
0: Yeah um for a final quick thing for uh oh Jivan uh sorry we're about to we're about we're actually about to call it on this show Jivan sorry you came in so late but you know you, you got here just in time for me to ask nick nick gray editor of fandroid what is in your pocket now um well it's a little bit
1: too big for my pocket but uh this is the razor kishi Ooh, controller jealous uh it is. It is a wonderful piece of added hardware if you are into mobile gaming. Um, it is. A, they there's a handful of third-party controllers that are out there that you know will connect to your smartphone. This actually plug. Though most of them do it via Bluetooth. This one actually plugs into the USB-C port at the bottom of your phone, which makes it a Plug in device, so there's very little or no noticeable delay at all. Um, the only downside is it doesn't work with all games such as Call of Duty Mobile, uh, <laughs> but it does work with Fortnite and PUBG and quite a few other devices, racing games using this. The racing games where you can actually control your car rather than just Asphalt this 9, where yeah. you're, yeah. I mean, it, it still works with Asphalt 9, it's just, um, not the best experience because you really don't have full control over the vehicle. But I love racing games. Uh, Gran Turismo on PlayStation is my go-to racing simulator, and I love that. And
0: you have grid. Honestly, don't I, you? I, I wish I clicked you...
1: Gran Turismo? Yeah, I, I do have grid. I have yeah. grid loaded up on that. Yeah, I, I had to have grid on there. Um, yeah, it's a great device. I mean, the 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 buttons, the A B. X and Y buttons are a little bit mushy, but the trigger buttons are really good. And the fact that it plugs in means you don't have to charge this thing. Uh, mm. Unlike a lot of other controllers, you just plug it in and you're ready to go. And it has actually pass-through charging uh, for USB-C. So if you are if you want to make sure that your device stays charged up while you're gaming, you can still plug in via USB-C through with the pass-through charging. And as far as device compatibility, I've I've used this on maybe six or seven different devices going from the pixel 3a all the way up to the red magic 5g uh, which is a really thick device that was kind of pushing it as far as the size goes because this only expands a certain amount Uh, but you know as long as you're not using a seven inch device you should be you should be good to go
0: yeah that's great um, I'm hoping to, I just checked my email right now, hoping that I might have it on the way, but I, I, I don't see anything yet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would love to check out the, the Kishi. I have my own gamepad that I usually use, but if the Kishi is able to dethrone that, oh, that's a great, that's a great prospect. Uh, but yeah, in any case, we're going to go ahead and call it on this one. Um, I, I know I usually don't answer the, what is in your pocket now question very often, but I did tease this earlier. I did pick up the new Sony vlogging cam, the ZV one, um, I like this already. I, I I firmly believe, minus battery life, I firmly believe I could do an entire review with this. A roll, B roll, uh, overhead shots, mm-hmm. everything. I could do everything with this camera, maybe with the extra mic. But yeah, this thing is pretty incredible. So if you are, uh, I am I, actually. You know what Jaime said? I can do a review of this on Pocket now. So you could look forward to that review probably in a week or two. And yeah, if you're a budding creator looking for a way to get started uh the answer no longer has to be just use your phone you can use 600 bucks to get this and you have a great starting point so that's my hot take at least for now you, you got you got to show up the flip up camera oh yeah well no i did one's gonna i believe you i did earlier but yeah so the or flip the flip out, out camera, camera. Flip hey, out, when you flip out the screen and it turns it on mm-hmm. so right there so vlogging just easily like this it's not the widest lens but it's still good like you can still get stuff done with this if i go a little farther it's a little bit more conventional but yeah so look forward to content on this a a little bit unorthodox doing a camera on pocket now but you know what this fits in a pocket so let's do it
1: (laughs) it it, it's it's actually smaller than most smartphones these days (laughs) that's true a little bit thicker
0: yeah a little bit thicker all right cool well we'll go ahead and call it on this one thank you again for uh, everybody for being in the live chat uh and from there yeah um i'll just go ahead and pop into the outro and with all that said, we're going to call it on this episode. Thank you so much for listening or for watching if you were at the IG Live when we recorded this podcast. Uh, and on top of all of that, make sure you get over to the Pocketnow Instagram account so you know when the IG Lives are happening. Also follow Now on all social media. It's at Pocketnow on Twitter as well. And then if you are over at the YouTube channel, videos are coming out pretty much every single day, so you're going to want to subscribe to the Pocket Now channel. Follow Nick Gray and Fandroid using all of the links that are found in the show notes. Fandroid.com, of course, and of course, at Fandroid across all social media. Nick is also hard at work on the YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash Fandroid. And then if you want to follow me, you can follow me on social media at JV because I'm JV, I love tech, and I love to drink me some tea. And of course, you can follow me. I am at youtube.com slash Joshua Vergara. And with all of that said, we're going to go ahead and call it on this one. A happy belated Father's Day to anybody out there who celebrated this past weekend. And we will see you in our next episode.